Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Teller County Podcast for March 30th, 2020. Today, we're joined in the studio by Richard Mann. He's the city administrator for the town of Victor. Thanks for coming in, Richard. Thank you very much. We wanted to get with you because a lot of attention has been paid to other cities that are larger in the county, and we wanted to get your perspective coming from Victor. Folks, if you don't know that, he's only been there for, what, two months? Two months. Two months. What's your perspective on this COVID-19 and the response, and how does Victor fit into that? The COVID-19, of course, it's, everybody knows it's worldwide. Uh, however, as far as Victor goes, we're part of Teller County. So we each have to come together and do our best to take care of the situation. You know, 400 people is not a lot compared to Woodland Park of close to 8,000. However, there is that is a percentage of Teller County. And as far as my opinion, as far as what Victor needs to do is to provide any resources and assets that we may have internally and provide them to the Teller County combined agencies. You know, Greg, it's important too. So Victor is one of our smaller communities, but they also have in kind given us a lot more than uh, what some others have. And, And it's interesting to me because, you know, it affects the whole county. And a lot of times our smaller communities like Victor and Grubber Creek don't get as much recognition, recognition, for their service and what they do. But I tell you, we have Becky Frank working in the uh, logistics piece, and she's doing an excellent job. Um, And the nice thing is, is we make one phone call to Richard, and we have immediate, here it is. Here's what we can do. And and I think that's important for the city of Victor because Victor has always been a great partner to the sheriff's office and to the county. And it just shows that that, uh, how well we work together from all sides of the county. And I think it's because those um, the smaller cities and, and towns, they know we all have to band together. We all have to, you know, be there to help one another. Just like, you know, when you live in a HOA, you know, those small ones, they all get together and help their neighbors. And I think that's kind of where we all uh, fit in together. And I think it's great that you're able to give people to help with the command post and uh, make things run smoothly. And then it just shows, you know, Becky has uh, a face to put with a name that maybe she only talks to that person maybe, you know, once or twice a year. So I think it's awesome that she's doing that. Yes, Becky's uh, the OEM director, Don Angel. He's advised me that she's in charge of all logistics with PPE, (laughs) which, you know, that's a task in itself. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I come back, uh, come with a background of 20 years in law enforcement. So I I understand the ICS and being a part of those. I just sent uh, one of my other employees, Drew Neese from Public Works to uh, Telling County Public Works uh, today, actually. So, you know, I go back to what you said, Renee, is that even though we're a small we're still in this together, so we have to be able to provide because it benefits us in the long run, too. So it's just not – the more people we can provide to the Joint Center, whatever piece we can put with that uh, benefits everybody in the county. This is a, a special time where people are coming together to help out. Even though there's a lot of dangers and there's a lot of issues, this county has been so proactive in its response that I feel like we're ahead of most folks. Um, and even when guidelines are coming out, we're ahead of that. And, and I think that's important because that's really – we have a respectful and responsible community that, that really is on it. I mean, even in the city of Victor, you're not seeing people out running around, walk around, meeting. They're, they're taking it seriously, and I think that's what we ask from all of our citizens. Right. But, you know, the, the city of Victor has always been a, a great area because it's one of my escape places. <laughs> I love to go there because the community is just so, so kind, and you can walk the streets and have lunch and just – really enjoy, to me, almost a part of history of the county. And you can see it in the buildings and the way things are still done. And But it's proactive. You look at the city of Victor, it has changed so much in the last 10 years. You got new sidewalks, new water systems, new, just everything's new, new, new. And it's so progressive. 
And and I don't think people realize that to to the degree of what it really is. Right. And, and uh, it's progressive in its mentality too of getting ahead of things, working together. And it's just it's just a nice fresh uh, fresh air. Everybody's talking about the economic impacts of this pandemic. What's the city of Victor doing now, and how are you helping in the uh, overall effort in the county for that? I'm part of the uh, economic and impact recovery branch of our Teller County combined agencies. Um, so Darren Tangeman from City Manager for Woodland Park, uh, Commissioner Mark Dettenreiter, I believe I hope I didn't print, <laughs> destroy that last name, um, and um, a Brian, I believe is Johnson uh, from Divide for the pri- private sector. Um, and of course, the Chamber of Commerce in Woodland Park, Deb Miller. We get together every week and we discuss about what we're, what we can do, what we're doing, um, and they put it on the Chamber of Commerce of Woodland Park. That was the centralized location mm-hmm. that we figure most information can go to, rather than have different pods of, of information. And uh, what Victor has done is, I actually, uh, I'll tell the story. This was kind of comical. I was actually thinking what the city could do as a whole to provide for the citizens and, and commercial businesses. And I was actually in the shower uh, getting ready to work one day. I'm like, what can we do? And uh, went to work and spoke to our, my city clerk, uh, Gloria Thurston, sat down and said, hey, what's the, what's the cost of the water bill? And so we uh, played with some numbers and, and provided to the council. Council supported the idea 100%. Um, and so we waived for commercial and residential in, in Victor and Goldfield, since we supply water to Goldfield, uh, the waiving of the base water rate for March and April. So to help reduce some of the stressors that COVID has you know, thrown upon us is people worried. They're not working. They're sure. maybe getting paid or unemployment, mm-hmm. however the case may be. And we all, I mean, I feel the stressors. So it's just not just residential, it's everybody. And, you know, if, we, if I can provide them something to where some of, you know, to me, it's, I think it's a huge impact that they don't have to worry about paying a bill. They can look at buying supplies at home. They can, whatever they deem fit for that two months of, of that water bill, that's where it needs to be. Whether they go back and say, you know what, I don't have to pay this water bill, so I'm going to enjoy takeout food from one of our restaurants that's still open, you know, or go into the county and, and whatever they deem necessary. It's just something that I felt um, would provide them some type of relief of the stress that they, you know, is getting compounded daily. Oh, that's great. That goes a long way for people's peace of mind. I mean, oh, absolutely. You know, and it's, we've seen it, that with all the cities and, and really, you know, speaking about Darren and the city of Woodland Park, they're great partners. You know, they have Cripple Creek and, and they're great partners. And I think it, it's all coming together now with every organization. But, you know, for even cities to think about just dealing with just the water bills, that's a big thing for a lot of businesses because all those costs, there's, there's no money coming in right now. All right. You got money going out and you can't replace it. And, and really now we're talking about till April 30th is, right. I guess, the new dictate. And, and uh, although I agree with it, it, it can be very hurtful to businesses and uh, we have to be careful with it. Exactly. And Victor's 400 people. So your businesses are not large or massive like you would in multiple businesses. However, they feel the impact. Some businesses don't know if they're going to survive. And so it's it's imprudent upon me to make sure to give them the resources saying, hey, look, this is what the federal government's doing. This is what Tyler County is doing. This is what we're doing so we can give you steps and resources to, to make sure we do it. And I handed, uh, you know, I did a little press release and I handed it out to the businesses. And, and I had one business owner just 
you can just see the the relief. And I, you know, there was one um, patron in there waiting for food, and I just asked them if they could po post this on their on the front window, and you can see the sort of the relief, like wow, you know. And I had another business say, wow, thank you very much. Um, it, and it to you know to the city, it's something that is nothing that we can't survive from. However, given that relief to to a citizen or to a business owner, I think goes a long ways to them um, that they. You can actually see the face of just a sigh of relief a little bit. The the eyes lighten up a little bit more rather than everything's because it's, it's just and that's the thing is besides all the constant negative things of COVID, we have to start looking at the positives. We have to start mm -hmm. talking about. Them. We have to start getting that uplift beat again, you know, because our first responders are getting inundated, our health our uh, medical our health systems getting inundated. And it's always those positive things that come out of it that, that kind of brings everybody's spirits back up. Yeah, I would agree. And I, I think you guys are on to something because it's, it, you know, the biggest part of Victor's tax base is, is tourists. It's tourism. And there is no tourism right now. You, right. you can't do it. You have the city of Cripple Creek pretty much shut down with all the casinos. I mean, that's a, that's a huge impact on that end of the county on all work. So all those folks are, are home now. And uh, that's why it's so important to, to try to do the best we can at helping protect them and, and having that economic team working on those things. You know, here's a good thing I've seen from the economic team. You've got great people working on it. You've got some innovators that are really thinking this through um, from all the cities in the county and plus the county. And, and I tell you, they're, they're striving to help. And that's important. That's a nice thing to see. And that's why we're doing so much in-kind hours, too, from volunteers that are taxpayers. That all helps with that in-kind donation to help get some of our funding back from the state and the federal government when it ends so that, you know, people can go on and move forward. And uh, that that's so important. And, and that's really what's putting Teller County apart, I think, because you're seeing so much of it. I think we're up to like 500 volunteers, Renee, or close just, to. Just about, just about. That have, <laughs> that have called in wanting to help. And, yeah. and I, I tell you, we just, the positive for me has been to see so many people stepping forward from all corners of the county just to really make an impact for everybody else. And they want to help. I think that's the thing is that they're stuck at home. It's like, what can I do? How can I help you? And so just giving, you know, making those masks and the, they, they, or donating the fabric, that's huge to them because they feel like now I've contributed. I've, I've helped, you know, and, um, and I think it's great. And they may think it's little, but it's huge to us. It's right. huge. Well, and we need to have a community response and be a part of this. Sure. It's better than just sitting at home watching everything unfold right. around you, not knowing what's on. You know, our community is part of us, and, and we want that. And that's why we've tried to be so right. transparent and have them involved with us. Sure. And it's one thing if you have kids because you're kind of focusing on that. But the older people who don't have kids, they're just sitting there watching that news and getting this, you know, and we don't want them to get down. We want them to stay up and, up, you know, upbeat. So um, and we're encouraging, you know, to, to do the mask and uh, to go out and go hiking or, you know, walk on the property so that they're, they're not just stuck in the house. Yeah, you can get very, uh, I've felt it myself, very uh, um, confined, very, you can get frustrated because um, you, you can't decide, well, let's go run to the mall, let's go do this, let's go to the, mm -hmm. everything's closed. Go out, you know, keep your social distancing, but go out and, and enjoy nature. Look up at the mountains, look up at the stars, look at just 
take a time for yourself. I think everybody needs their own personal time of whether it's 15 minutes just to gain your energy back and say, okay, let's let's now tackle this further. And especially with the weather. Well, and it is nice. I, you know, this weekend, because I'm inundated, I'm flooded with it all week. And it makes it feel like the sky's falling, even for us as first responders. And you really got to go home, shut the TV off, not listen to anything, and just get away from it because it is so inundating. And, and I'll tell you, that's why we're pushing the, the tellercovid.com. Right. Look at it when you're ready to for the right information. Because I, I will tell you that there's enough false media stuff out there. And we've seen it in our own community. Oh, yes. We have people in this community and everybody knows who they are. Um, so I'm not going to give them a stepping stool to stand on that are trying to do those negative pushes to make it sound like, you know, we're in lockdown. And, you know, it's just sad to me because that stirs up a lot of people that are looking for that, you know, what what's really happening. And that's why we're asking people, go to the Teller COVID site, you know, go to those trusted news sources, um, and then trust that the leaders in your community are really trying to do the right thing. And that's City of Victor, City of Cripple, City of Woodland Park, Teller County. We're all in this together. And you as community members will be the first to know if we have something that changes. But look to the, the right news sources for that positive information. Because mm-hmm. the rest just causes undue stress it does, that, people right? doesn't, that people don't need. I mean, I, I, I feel I have to get out of my office because I could be inundated daily of, of everything that's going on. And it's just like I have to take a step back, you know, and just walk outside and go for a walk down the street and turn right back around and come back to my office. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely undue stress, undue uh, pressures that uh, negative uh, thoughts or feedback comes out rather than actually just wait until that moment of true um, information that comes from either the health department or tell her COVID-19. Um, other than that, it's it's hearsay, and, you know, it, it doesn't serve a purpose other than to cause more undue stress and chaos. I think that economic impacts group that you're participating in is, is <clears throat> you're kind of looking at how we're going to come out on the other side of this, and I think it's important to talk about that because we know there will be another side when we come out of this. And I think the the important work that you guys are doing in that group is going to kind of uh, help that be as positive as possible under the circumstances. Yes. Um, I know on the website there's an employer site, and then I th- and there's a um, – if it's not already on there, it will be on there, the employee um, aspect of where they can look for resources on what, what uh, the federal governments and states doing. Um, so it is, it's a very it's – a, it's a quiet group. But yet, it's a very vocal group. Um, it's not on the front line. It's 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 sort of, to me, it's sort of on the behind the front line. But yet, we have a huge. After everything starts slowing down and, and action plans happen, then that becomes the the front line of the recovery part. So generally, uh, during ICS issues, recovery is the one that tends to stay around a lot longer. Yep. So it that's, is. That's very a great important. way to put it. Yeah, because that's exactly one, right. It's a great group you got some new innovative ideas, and uh, that's what it's going to take on this because nobody truly understands the impact of where things are going to be. And I think on a business side, you know, businesses are worried. They're able to project. On a county and a city side, it's very hard to project because you don't know where your businesses are going to be at um, or, you know, how close to the edge those businesses were. Because I know a lot of small businesses right now that are on the edge. Because, you know, they were just struggling because they're coming out of January, that slow time of year. We've had a lot of snow this year, so we don't have as many people coming up. And it, it hurts businesses. And for a team to be working on that and to really be thinking ahead on that, 
um, with the types of people that are there, I think it's a, we have a strong group to be able to help with that function later on. And that's important. So tell us what it's like to be in the job two months and to get slapped with this. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I thrive on controlled chaos. 20 years in law enforcement, it changes rapidly. So it's uncontrolled chaos and you have to control it. Um, I, th- I do. I thrive uh, better when at a fast pace. If there are things I have to get done, if it's kind of mundane, nothing really going on, I get kind of like bogged down, like, okay, what do I do now? But if I have something to focus on and I, f- I feel I perform better. There's a lot of things I'm trying to do within the city. However, COVID-19 has taken the forefront. And so it's kind of put me in a reaction mode, proactive with COVID. However, other things I want to do within the city, uh, reactive right now. So uh, have a great supporting council. Keep them in the loop with almost everything I do because they are their constituents uh, are outside the who elected them and I feel it's important that they need to understand what's going on at a given time I have a very active uh, council they're involved in most everything with COVID that whether it's the informational aspe- aspect of it whether it's um, you know I have a couple of White House uh, audio call-ins uh, listening to what the federal government's doing I've had a couple come in my office and sit no quorum, but just have to sit. Yeah, got to be careful with that. Um, but, you know, active mayor, active president council, very, very progressive active council. So um, I honestly, I I've, I've feel comfortable where I'm at two months. It's just a normal day for me other than little restrictions of as far as what we can do right now. But that'll get better. It'll get better over time. Uh, I would just encourage uh, all the residents of the county, not just Victor, all the residents of Teller County, enjoy the outdoors, keep your social distancing, but follow what's uh, been presented to them. I mean, granted, it's some may feel that it's infringing on their, their rights. However, this, not a, this is not an individual thing. It affects everybody, and everybody's affected by it. So the individuality part needs to be kicked off to the side, and this is a more of a community based response rather than individual response. We'll make sure that Tommy, our producer, puts that Chamber of Commerce information in the website on the podcast description. Again, thanks for coming in, Richard. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. We'll see you next time. This podcast was made possible by the Teller County Honorary Deputy Sheriff's Association. The HDSA is a nonprofit organization dedicated to increasing public safety and awareness by providing safety and survivability equipment to deputies, administering community events like Shop with a Hero, and enabling information programs like this podcast.